Hi everybody, my name is Landon Arenas. Thanks for listening to episode 154 on the Vortex of Audited Podcast. Welcome to the Vortex Apologetic, where substance reigns over mindless entertainment. Because biblical truth matters in a profound, timely, and urgent way in a lost and dying world. And now, introducing your humble servants in Jesus Christ, Ricardo, a.k.a. B, Arenas, and Jeff, the Brain, Claiborne. Father, thank you for this opportunity to do another podcast. Thank you for our listeners. Pray that you would bless them with your spirit and with your provisions and your protection and uh, with the knowledge that you would need them to have and for us to have to navigate the evils of this world father i pray that this podcast would be a blessing to many that you would take it to where you want to take it according to your will and according to your providence and your power and father i pray that as we see things happening in the world that are unique um and uh, some things that we've never seen before that we would understand it is all a part of your plan to build your kingdom, to build your church, to build the gospel across the the globe and to, um, to destroy evil in this world. Thank you, Father, for all that you've done for us. And in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Brain, brain, brain. How are you doing, brother? I'm doing well, brother. I appreciate that. Uh, now, how's your weather out there? I just got to ask. Uh, well, people can see us. They can hear us. But you can see in your screen, I'm actually wearing a jacket. You because in San Diego, it's been a little chilly lately. I don't mm-hmm. know why. I think today, even at, uh, what, 11-ish, 12-ish, noon-ish, it was um, around mid forties, and mid-40s. that's actually actually a little cold for San Diego, or at least East County in San Diego. Well, yeah, and you're in mid mid afternoon there, right? Uh, right now, yeah, we're mid afternoon, and now, oh, well, actually, let me check. Let me check. Let's do a live check on the weather. Let's see what it's like right let, now. Let, let Let me shock you for just a moment. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. We went up from uh, mid 45 two hours ago to uh, three hours ago to 64 now. 64 degrees. Yep. See, folks, that's the thing about San Diego is the weather. Number one, San Diego has the best weather in the world. Number two, it's a big Disneyland out there. I'm just saying. San Diego's a big, right, brother? San Diego's a big Disneyland. That's what it is. It is. A big playground. Mm -hmm. All right, now, Locust, North Carolina. You ready? All right, hit me. 61 degrees currently. It got got warm. That's warm for you, right? Yeah, they were predicting uh, snow this weekend. No more. (laughs) No, but but it is raining. (laughs) (laughs) 
So you get today. snow, but you get you get the rain, right? You get the rain. Got rain today. Now this is weird. It was 42 during the day. It's 66 tonight. It's going to hit 66 tonight. Mm. Tomorrow, Friday's going to rain. It'll be 45 during the day. It's going to hit 66 at night. I, can can you explain this one to me, brother? I don't get it. And on Saturday right. and Sunday, it's going to be clear. Guess what? The low is going to be 28 and 23 degrees. Right. And it goes up at night, 47, yeah. 48. Help me out. With, isn't the sun supposed to have the opposite effect? Uh, that is, <laughs> yeah, that, that is true. It should, right? I don't know what's going on. Uh, All right. Well, anyway, well, well, get for us, What's sorry that? to interrupt you, but for us, it's sunny. It's pretty sunny. It's going to be sunny for the next 10 days. But we have a wind advisory for high winds in San Diego. And then, brother, the average of the lowest temperature, we're going to hit 35. And the highest is going to be about 78, 80 at some point. I spoke with uh, a, a, a very pleasant young lady today mm. at the San Diego Community College District District offices because I had to call her to take her something in my retirement. And uh, she said it got down in the 30s and she was going to she thought she was going to freeze to death out there in San Diego. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I told her what it got down out here and she says, oh, my, no way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Awesome. So now that we've done the weather report, that's it for the podcast, folks. So thank you. Thank for you for joining us. <laughs> no, not really. We got a lot more to do. A lot more to do. Let's start with the truckers, brother. Those What's going truckers. on with uh, truckers, huh? Uh, truckers are in the news, bro. Like, like, well, let, what's let going on with the truckers? Let me give you the latest. For those of you who have been watching uh, MSNBC, CNN, ABC, uh, even PBS, how about we haven't talked about PBS in ages? Uh, even Fox News, uh, even uh, Newsmax. Let's go through the whole gamut, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you haven't paid attention to alternative media. I need to inform you. There was a big convoy that went across Canada. I know that the other networks never told you this, but yeah. And it is, uh, I think, up to 150,000 trucks now. It was 50,000 one time. The last figure I heard was 150,000. That's a lot of truckers. The last distance I heard as far as the convoy being stretched out across the highway is 43 miles. I'm sure it's more now. But they've re- they they got to Ottawa a few days back. And here's here's the thing. Trudeau, the prime minister of Canada, goes into hiding, right? Uh, calls it COVID, right? Everything's COVID <laughs> now, including yeah. cow- cowardice is yeah. now COVID. Uh, going into hiding because you think they're going. To, you think they're all going to storm your uh, palace and take you ca- captive, and you go in the. Oh, I got COVID. I'm going to hide. Yeah, <laughs> of course, he, yeah. he said that he didn't have COVID. He said he came in contact with somebody who had COVID, according to him. Uh, hmm. But he tested negative. But he's going to follow the government protocols, and and he, he uh, encouraged everyone to get their vaccines. <laughs> and he went into hiding. Comes uh, back a few days later, gives his. You know, 34 minute speech, basically calling the truckers uh, white supremacists and all kinds of stuff, calling them racist, calling them a fringe element. Jeez. Now, get this. They basically shut Ottawa down, Mm. which is the capital of Canada. And 
thousands of people living in Ottawa went to the truckers who basically their trucks are parked on the streets <laughs> Wow! and said, um, we've got an extra room. You can come stay at our house. We'll feed you. We've got hot showers. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll take care of you truckers. Thousands of citizens went to those truckers and said that. So Amazing. they've got plenty of, not only that, they also shut down the border between the United States and Canada. Oh, and uh, American truckers are on their way up, way up to assist with the Canadian truckers, by the way. Just recently, a bunch of farm equipment broke through a police line and got over there where the truckers were and uh, were there to support them. Huh. So a bunch of farmers showed up. And then uh, not only that, but on the uh, GoFundMe page, yes, they've, ra- they've raised $10 million plus dollars for that convoy. Yep. And they've already distributed a million of those dollars. Wow. Guess guess what they did to that GoFundMe page. They went ahead and posted because it passed. It went over 10 million, brother. Uh And you know, you know what the disclaimer they put on that? Under under review. Under review. (laughs) Like really? (laughs) Well, these truckers said even without that page, Mm -hmm. They had enough provisions and enough enough support to stay there for four years. And they've already said, look, we're not leaving until the mandates are lifted. They're talking about mass mandates. They're talking about the vaccine mandates on the truckers. Yeah. And they can't cross over between the borders of the United States and Canada without two-week quarantine. And that would kill their business. You cannot park a truck for two weeks and make and pay the bills. Yeah, absolutely. Especially if you're, if you're an owner operator, you've got you got to pay for gas, got to pay for oil, you got to pay, you know, the payments on that truck. You've got to. Um, it, it costs a lot of money to haul that stuff across countries, right? Mm-hmm. And. Um, <clears throat> And you got to pay your own bills. You got to pay, you know, you got to pay for the house and the lights and the utilities and food and gas for your family. That's a lot of expense. They can't afford to sit for two weeks. Right. Plus, they sit in their trucks. They don't contact anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's the argument of a lot of truckers. Look, I'm in my truck. When I, even when I pull up, you know, to my destination, I'm sitting in my truck. The other guys unload, unload the truck. Yeah. Once yeah. they're done, I go to the next destination. You know. So anyway, th- that's what they're fighting against, and they are having quite the impact, aren't they, brother? Mm-hmm. Talk about impact, bro. <clears throat> Guess what? Our uh, friends down yon- down down yonder. What? Australia. Guess what? Truckers down in yonder. Australia down have taken yeah. have taken a cue from Canada's Freedom Convoy. Uh-huh. Uh, and guess what? They went uh-huh. straight to the uh, state, the country's capital. Uh, roughly fifty thousand truckers. Uh, well, that's actually that's Canada, but because of that, Australia truckers took uh, that cue and they started protesting against the ridiculous um, uh, vaccine mandates as well. Australia has been one of the worst nations in the world as far as the shutdowns. 
I, I think the only one that could rival them would probably be Israel. But Australia yeah. is uh, pretty bad. And they have really, really devastated their population with these shutdowns and these mandate um, requirements. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, folks, mandates are not laws. To have a law, you got to have a legislature pass it and then pass it on to a governor or a president or prime minister. And they have to sign it into law. None of these COVID mandates have done that. They all have been dictates from a bureaucracy that no law has been passed. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's that's blatantly illegal. The only reason they had mandates was for emergency situations only for a very short, specific period of time for the purpose of handling a crisis. Well, we now know COVID is not a crisis, never has been. A 99.97 to 99.99% survival rate, depending on comorbidities, age, and so forth. And now they're trying to shoot up five-year-olds, brother, Mm. with these shots. Five-year-olds had a zero chance of dying from COVID. And by the way, everything's COVID. The test... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, the PCR test's not accurate. It doesn't distinguish between COVID, the flu, and the common cold or anything else. And it's it's it wasn't even designed for COVID. The, the, the creator of PCR test before he passed away said that it's not meant for that. It's not it, it was the wrong test. And so all these false positives were, pro- were popping up off of that test. And now everybody's finding it out because it's, it's starting to hit even the mainstream media now. They can't avoid it any longer. And uh, so we don't know how many cases there are really. And But we know this, the kids were not affected by it. They might got a little sick, but they all, <laughs> all of them recovered. All of them recovered. Yep. But now they want to put this... Uh, gene therapy shot in their arms that has graphene oxide. And now we're, it's coming out that, you know, people say, oh, there's no nanotechnology shots. That's just conspiracy theories. That's stupid. That's ridiculous. Actually, we're starting to learn that there's nanotechnology in these shots. <laughs> even, yep. even Dr. Malone was starting to talk about that, you know? Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is that um, there's a lot of problems with these shots. So how many, if you've had the shots, folks, don't get the booster. If you've had a booster, don't get another booster. Just stop where you are and just pray that God will take care of your body because these shots are having really bad effects, myocarditis, pericarditis, strokes, heart attacks. Athletes are dropping in the fields while they're playing the games. They're having like attacks from these shots. And it's not COVID doing it. They're lying. It's, it's the shots. It's very clear that it's the shots. And so uh, I'm sorry, I'm rambling there, brother. I'm, I'm jumping in there. But anyway, uh, <laughs> you know, it's it, that's yeah. the problem. And that, and so these truckers, a lot of these truckers realize that. And then besides, they don't like mandates. The mandates are, are, are just shutting down their ability to take care of their families. And you start messing with people's economic uh, well-being, you're messing with the wrong crowd, okay? You're barking up the wrong tree. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. uh, that that tree is going to fall and hit you on top of the head, and yeah, that's what's happened. That's what's happened to Trudeau. That's what's going to happen in Australia. They're going to they're going to get momentum in Australia. And they're going to shut that place down too, hmm. and they're they're going to do it going across Europe. That Italy's already had one going, a, a convoy, and they're talking about one. They're, they're looking. They're they're 
organizing to get one across Europe to go to uh, the EU parliament and shut that down. UK's already backed off because, you know, their doctors are being charged with murder. <laughs> and literally, I mean, they've gone, uh, I, I think I mentioned before the podcast. Uh, so what's happened in UK, folks, is that people have gone to their local police department and said, I want to file attempt murder charges against this doctor. I want to file attempt murder charges against that hospital administrator. And they, you know, because one of the relatives was killed by these people because of malpractice. Using rendesivir, I can't say the word, rendesivir, shoving a tube down their throat, filling their lungs full of liquid and killing them. And then telling the relative, before the patient dies, um, your relative is going to die. They should have had the vaccine. That's what they're telling them. Yeah, yeah. And so they're they're going, okay, you know what? A guy who was a former cop in in the UK, former detective started going around and filing charges and going to the police department and say, we need to file charges here and filing charges against these doctors. And so, you know what happened? UK is backing off. Mm. Oh, uh, what's his name over there? The prime minister of, of uh, the UK. I can't think more Boris, uh, Boris. Yeah. It's Johnson, right? Is it Johnson? Boris Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. yeah I think so. Anyway, he, Started backing it off because he started realizing, oh, oh well, our doctors have been getting charged with murder. This is not good, you know. So these yeah. are they, they had nobody's been charged, I don't think, but they are they are in full investigation on it. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, guess what? The police department up in Ottawa, Canada, uh huh, that's what they were doing. Oh, okay. Handing out meals to the truckers. Mm-hmm. They were supporting the truckers. Yeah. A trucker uh, came on and said he was how happy he was with the police department up in Ottawa because they were so supportive of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Isn't that incredible? That's, uh, well, that's amazing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. good, good move. I mean, and and talk about you know the you know the, the public supporting each other, you know people supporting each other, you know, and that that's you know we've spoken about this. That's what's going to make a difference in a country when people come together. They fight for for their freedom and, and say enough is enough, you know, and, and take that, go with it, you know, and go to the places where, where you know, they're going to hear your voice. Go to the places where, you know, uh, the Senate is meeting and, you know, imposing these things. Just go and represent and stand up and, and, and you know, just chant. We're not going to do this. We, 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 we have our freedom. We have our rights, you know, and uh, right. I mean, look at the response, man. I'm, I'm astonished as to how big this convoy became, uh, the influence. And not only that, like you said, brother, they can sit there, what, a few years, four years, you said, I think. Four years. And they got four years. They'll be all right. <laughs> that, that, yeah. Trudeau's not going to win this. No, Mm-mm. he's nope. he's just he might as well just come out with the white flag now because he's he, they're going to pull all their little tricks. Watch out for a um, red flag operation in in, mm-hmm. in those truckers. They're going to try to they might try to set up a bomb. Uh, they might try to do something. Or to, they already tried to make them look like white supremacists by having some guy show up with a Confederate flag. I'm yeah. sure he was paid off by Trudeau <laughs> to go over and mm-hmm. do that. And the drunkard said, you need to leave. And he says, okay. And he left. 
Amazing. <laughs> but they're trying to make them look like white spoons. That's not working. So, I mean, you know, who knows? I mean, there's a guy that recorded uh, some materials going into a hotel that were explosive type materials up there in Ottawa. And uh, that I just saw that video today and I'm just going, okay, what's going on now? What, what, what are they trying to do now? Right. They're yeah, going to do right. some, they're going to do something and try to blame it on the truckers folks, whatever they do, don't believe it. The truckers, these truckers, if you do, if you look at the interviews with these truckers, if you look at the videos of them, they're big teddy bears. They wouldn't hurt a soul. They just want to drive their trucks without right, right. government interference. That's all. You know, that's all they're looking for. Just drive their trucks, take care of their families, and government just stay out of my business. You know, Absolutely. that's all they're looking for. They're not looking to start uh, blowing things up or going after the government or hurting anyone. So when the when Canada comes out, when the Canadian government, when Trudeau comes out and tries to make them look bad in that way, just blame it on Trudeau. Always mm. blame it on Trudeau. Don't the truckers are not doing it. That's my prediction. Amazing stuff, bro. Amazing stuff. That's a good start to our podcast, bro. These truckers, man. Trucking along. Love them. They're hey, awesome. Hey, bro. There's another subject we got to discuss a little bit. There's other subjects? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just We're going to talk about There's that a lot. One, this guy. This guy? He's pretty popular. He has a Fam big podcast. Family I mean, guy? Bigger than ours. Family I mean, guy, way bigger than ours. Family guy, <clears throat> no, oh, not family guy. <laughs> it's well, he's a family guy. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Let me, let me, let me guess. Let me guess. First name is um, Joe. Oh, oh, ding, 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 ding. What do we have for him, Johnny? <laughs> that guy, Joe Rogan, bro. Yeah, he has a very popular podcast. Yeah, I should be jealous. Uh, man, but I'm, but I'm not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. So he's been in a little bit of a controversy lately because of, uh, yeah, you think? I mean, it's like, we don't even really have to talk about it. I mean, everybody knows who Joe Rogan is. Everybody knows about his podcast and, you know, it brings controversy. Yeah, nobody knows who we are. <laughs> yeah. Nobody. But anyway, <laughs> anyways. The controversy uh, uh, with Joe Rogan is that uh, he has made a bunch of left-wing liberals pretty angry, bro. And, uh, and in you know in 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 that party of uh, crazy or unhappy liberals, a lot of celebrities and musicians have uh, gotten a little bit upset of Mr. Joe Rogan to the point like, uh, where. Like an old man. Oh, yeah. How's it, what's, what's, what's the words on song? Uh, old man, look at my life. I'm a like, like you are. Who's that, brother? Oh, look at you, bro. Sing it. Sing <laughs> it. That would be that grumpy old man. <laughs> the one that... that that's Neil... The one, that the, the one that the great philosopher and uh, the great uh, theologian Leonard Skinner talked about when he said, we don't need Neil anyway. Yep. <laughs> That's the guy. His name would be Neil Young. Yep. <laughs> Mr. Uh, 
keep on rocking in the free world is not rocking in the free world. He's imposing his uh, musical power against a social media platform called Spotify to remove his musical content because they are playing Joe Rogan's podcast, brother. He's very unhappy. Yep. Well, uh, so because of that controversy, Spotify has had a rough couple of weeks. First of all, the its stock took a big hit, right? Uh, also, a lot of the creators, along, along with Facebook, along with Facebook, yeah, everything Facebook under that. Lost, Facebook yeah. lost over a million subscribers over the last three months. A lot of people deserted the actual music and the pod, podcasting part of Spotify. You know, because yep. of the comments made in Joe Rogan's, uh, you know, uh, uh, podcast, you know, where he hosts a lot of people. He hosts lately. He's been hosting a lot of doctors. Right. That right. have been outspoken, including the uh, you mentioned him uh, right before we started the podcast creator of the the uh, Myrna. Right. And who, who, who did you say mention again? The doctor that uh, he created. Uh, what is it? The Myrna, the mRNA, mRNA. That's Dr. Yeah. Dr. Robert Malone. Malone. So yeah. that's been the controversy. That interview. Been going back and forth. Unfortunately yeah. for these people, fine. We can pull your music, but Joe Rogan is Joe Rogan pretty big, bro. What do you think? Bigger than ten Neil Youngs, and he's brought Spotify a lot of business. So, do you it. think we're going to see? He's bigger uh, than. Uh-huh. He's bigger. He's bigger than CNN, ABC, and uh, MSNBC all put together, rolled up into one oat. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, Neil Young, everybody, their, their you know argument against uh, Joe Rogan is that he is uh, spreading a lot of fake information about vaccines, potentially causing death to those who believe this disinformation spread by them. So interesting that. Uh, they know more about mRNA vaccines than the inventor of it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. What a tipsy-topsy, upside-down world that is. Yep. No, it is. So let me give you a little bit of a list of uh, artists so far that have come out swinging against Spotify for their content to be removed. Neil Young, obviously, the one that started it all. We got uh, Joni Mitchell, uh, Crosby, Steele, and Nash. Oh, man. Deja vu. Exactly. <laughs> uh, India Ari, which is, uh, she's a singer and a podcaster as well. Uh, Mary Trump. Uh, no, wait, wait. Which Mary is, Trump. Mary is Trump. Mary, is she related to Donald Trump? Yes. She is a podcaster and an author, and she is the niece of former President Donald Trump. Okay. That's interesting. But she's very much anti Donald Trump. <laughs> Okay, so those are you know the bigger names, uh, Steels Nash, and they, that doesn't surprise me. Joni Mitchell doesn't surprise me. They, they're they're all left. I mean, they're they're left leaning. They're they're you know. I mean, Cros- Crosby, Steels, and Nash, uh, they're still around, huh? They're still around, bro. Let me tell you, they okay. they look they're about to die on stage, but they're still around. <laughs> I, I might not like their I might like like their pro- politics, but I have to make an admission, brother. Uh huh. They have good music. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. There, there's a. <laughs> they hey, have this some is, really good music. I mean, 
I, I, I'm a I'm a low end musician, but I mean, you know, I enjoy music as well. But right. I always tell people, and I always, if I ever get the opportunity to share something in regards to music, I always say, any musician, any band that I like, I like you because of your music. Other right. than that, uh, your outlook on life, your opinion about uh, you know the different things, social issues, and I don't really care for. <laughs> Just stick they, to the music. If they had heard that, they'd probably tell us to stop listening to their music. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> They're like, hey, can you please stop got, listening to my music? But they were. But see, that's the thing about eccentric people. Sometimes they they are far left, and they do have those those ideas politically. Mm-hmm. But they're very talented when it comes to being a creative artist. Oh, absolutely. And it's, it's the eccentric side of them that does that. But they're, mm-hmm. they're brilliant musicians, you know. Brilliant. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason why platforms like Spotify and, you know, radio stations play them. Because their music stands the test of time. You know, really good music, really good lyrics. Right. Yep. Yep. So, but yeah, I always, it's like you too, another band that I like, but Bono, Bono talks a lot. And most of the time it's like Bono, just, you know, shut up and play music. That's all I want you to do. <laughs> just, just don't talk. Just, just play but the music. Bono's, Bono's yeah. kind of a confusion for me. Cause on one, on one side, he's talking about, Oh, Jesus Christ. He's yep. He's, he's the Lord and savior. And then on the other side, he's talking about something liberal and I'm going, yeah. Bono, you're confusing. Help. <laughs> yeah, he talks out of both yeah. sides of his mouth. He's he does. all over the place. He can't even no. get the gospel right. So no, you know, he that can't. tells you a lot. No. So but anyways, that was the other big news, bro. Spotify. And but Joe Rogan is not going anywhere. On no, the contrary, no, 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 no. Joe Rogan generates so much money for Spotify that they're not going to do anything else. As a matter of fact, we were discussing, and you said more than you know, they, they're gonna just put a disclaimer on. Right. Yeah. They, they're, they're, anytime he that uh, COVID nineteen comes up in his podcast, I'll put a, a disclaimer that uh, the podcast uh, spoke about COVID nineteen, basically. Yeah. Um, so that people will know ahead of time, so you know they don't get misinformation, right? My goodness. <laughs> now he puts My out better goodness. information than uh, all the mainstream media propaganda outlets. Uh, by the way, CNN is dying. Did you know that? They're, they're dying oh, yeah. a very, very slow, painful death. Oh, and uh, yep, Jeff yep. Zucker retired. I'm not retired. Excuse me. He he was uh, he, resigned. he resigned. He resigned. Okay. Yeah. He resigned. Uh, supposedly on an, uh, a relationship with a coworker that was his ex-wife uh, <laughs> that everybody <laughs> in the place knew about for years, and not now all of a sudden it's a problem. No, that's not why he yeah. resigned, folks. He resigned because. Uh, somebody up uh, bigger than him basically gave him an ultimatum and said, uh, you leave. Mm. So, uh, and it's for other reasons. Yeah. Yeah. I th- it could be because uh, the globalists are not happy that CNN's dying and they want to put somebody in there that can resurrect it. Or it could be the, the Trump factors or the folks that are uh, on the Trump team or the uh, Patriot team, whatever it might be have basically given him an ultimatum. They, they found some dirt on him or something and said, uh, look, we're going to tell the world about this or you can resign. You have your choice. That's typically how it works. Yep, absolutely. Good stuff, bro. Hey, guess what? There was a doctor that uh, was a guest on Joe, one of Joe Rogan's podcasts. That one doctor, uh, Robert Malone, I'm sure you heard of. 
the inventor <laughs> of the RNA, right? Oh, the ma- the the big mud uh, run trucks things. Uh, that that's what you're talking about. Messenger <laughs> 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 RNA. <laughs> yeah, right, right. So, anyways, the recorded nuclear uh, acid. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yep. So. I oh, guess uh, during their stuff? podcast, there was another doctor that was mentioned. This is a Dr. Kirk Malone, and it's M-I-L-H-O-A-N. Anyways, he's a doctor based out of Hawaii or Hawaii. He's, he's not related to James T. Kirk, is he? Oh, I am not sure. Going where no man has gone before. I am not. Yeah, exactly. No, I, get, I get it. That one kind of went over my head. <laughs> I had to help him out with that one, folks. Yeah, yeah. You got me with that one. Hey, go ahead. Uh, another Malone, huh? Go. Yeah. Go <laughs> so this doctor uh, came out and uh, gave warnings of medical totalitarianism, brother. After his no, license. Wait, 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 wait. That was a three-syllable word you put out there, brother. I know. And guess what? I got it right. I actually <laughs> pronounced it correctly. Let's say it one more time. Totalitarianism. Totalitarianism. Say that three times fast. Folks. Wow. I, I am actually, I, I can't believe I actually nailed it the first time. <laughs> I love it. It's awesome. Go for uh, it. So anyways, his license was put under review following a podcast interview. So the story goes that uh, this Hawaiian pastor, he's a pastor, by the way, whose medical license is now under review after having critical discussion about uh, the COVID-19 vaccines and other therapeutic options on a local podcast has raised concerns about medical totalitarianism. In an interview interview with the Christian Post, Dr. Kirk Malone, a pediatric cardiologist, who also pastors at Calvary Chapel, South Maui, explained that when his name came up during a widely listened to Joe Rogan podcast with Dr. Robert Malone, a co-inventor of mRNA, vaccine technology, and virologist, or virologist, I should say, who has been critical of compulsory vaccine mandates for children and people with natural immunity. He Uh, mentioned- is that com- um, compulsory? Compulsory, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Compulsory vaccine mandate. By the way, a, a Hawaiian pastor that's really a pastor? He's uh, not just there. He's not just there for the sunshine? I know. He's actually a yeah, pastor. Oh, wow. Pastor that's, and also that's dedication, a medical doctor. Folks. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's dedication. <laughs> I bet um, she preaches in a Hawaiian church. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure he does. <laughs> I'm sure. I, I'm breaking in, in, bro. Go while, ahead. <laughs> while wearing sandals, right? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Board shorts and sandals. That's the San Diego way of doing uh, it. <laughs> right? Exactly. So anyways, Robert Malone, he mentioned that Malone had been employed by the hospital, but was discharged, presumably for publicly sharing his expert opinions. Well, Malone was correct in saying that Malone has been targeted. What actually happened, he explains, that state authorities put his medical license under review. Uh, Christian Post reached out to both the Hawaiian Medical Board and the Department of Commerce and Consumer Affairs to inquire about the status of Malone's license review. DCCA replied in an email that it does not advise or comment on matters and investigations that are pending. During the podcast, that some suspect 
was the, the impetus to his license going under review, Malone discussed the early treatment for the Delta variant and the risks, benefits, and alternatives in terms of treatment for the virus with Dr. Lauren Pang, the head of public health for Maui County. Pang made clear that while he has vaccinated many people for COVID-19 for the purpose of the podcast, hosted by the Pano Coalition for Informed Consent, he was speaking in his personal capacity. We were having a standard medical discussion, Malone told Christian Post, but that podcast was sent to a political editor at the Honolulu Advertiser newspaper, and I was interviewed by that person, and I was just trying to tell the reasoning and how our church how our church acts and what I'm involved in. We do this not out of recklessness. I assume a risk in order to care for people who are sick. This is his calling as a physician and Christian, Malone added, referencing the words in Matthew 25:40, where Christ speaks of serving the least of these, and they are doing so as unto him. Whether I have my pastor hat on or my international medical missionary hat on, or as the director of our free clinic that is federal, federally authorized in Maui, or whether I'm doing temporary work on the mainland in children's hospitals, there are ways... There are always risks and benefits no matter what I do, he continued. Yet that discussion was seen as unacceptable. What do you think, brother? Well, let, me, you, let, me, let me have you do this, brother, because that was a lot of information. That, that you, was a lot, bro. Could you just do a quick summary of, of basically the, the main point of the uh, article? So, that the so the main point is, in this podcast, he was working with this other gentleman when it came to treating, you know, uh, uh, children and, and, and speaking of uh, uh, COVID-19 vaccines and things like that, the pros and the cons uh, in his work, you know, whether it's through the church or when he's actually working as a medical, uh, as a, a medical doctor, you know, in a mission trip or the least, you know, in his local town. You know, he's just providing a service and he said whether he has his hat on as a pastor or medical expert, he still provides a service as to helping others. Mm -hmm. So they took it as, you know, he is being reckless. And if when he's a doctor, he's talking about medical, you know, procedures and regulations. But when he's a, a, a pastor, he's talking about, you know, maybe not taking these regulations or, you know, you know, like the COVID vaccine mandate yeah. adhering to it. Right, so right. for them, it was like, well, you're, you're contradicting yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, but I see no contradiction. <clears throat> I see a man that is just trying to serve and serve well in his, not only his profession, but also as a pastor and as a, uh, a citizen. First of all, what an accomplishment. Mm -hmm. being, oh, yeah. a, being a medical doctor and a pastor at the same time. Oh yeah. That, that is just, that's amazing. What an that, amazing individual. That's not easy you know? either, bro. Right? No, that's <laughs> not. I mean, that takes someone who has is really sharp. He's got a good mental sharpness to be able to do that. And then to, to straddle both of those worlds, which both of those worlds are difficult. Being a pastor is not easy, and neither is being a doctor. Uh, there's a lot of knowledge that has to go behind both of those. And you've got to, you're walking on a razor's edge in both of those profession professions. So mm. what an incredible individual. Yeah. I, I don't, I mean, yeah, maybe they, you know, when he's in the, when he's a doctor, he's talking medical, 
right? Mm-hmm. But when he's in, and he may not be at liberty because you know he he's under um, probably a hospital administrator uh, or two, depending on how many hospitals he uh, has access to to go take care of his patients, visit his patients, or whatever. Um, I don't know if he works as a, has an independent clinic or if he's working for a conglomerate out there. I don't think there's very many independent clinics in Hawaii. I think it's mostly conglomerates out there. Um, and so he's probably following uh, what his bosses in the medical field are telling him to do. Mm-hmm. He's following policy according to the hospitals, according to his bosses. He gets into the pulpit. Now he's free to speak freely. Yeah. And he's yeah. going to say, he's going to speak the truth and tell what's happening. And, and to yeah. be honest, bro, what I think it really, it really hit a nerve with these people. It's the fact that Dr. Malone maintains that Ivermectin is an approved medication that can, as many other medicines, be used off label in light of provisions in the 1994 FDA Modernization Act. Exactly. Ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine are very safe very effective medications they've been used for years in in uh, africa to fight to fight um malaria yeah very effectively yeah and so because Gettys, he supports that that's why they're you know they went after him because he, he supported ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine yeah yeah he maintains that, that, that you know he's like no this you can use this it's 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 good use it you know so he's that, right that and that goes against probably Either the organization where where he's working at, or the hospital, or you know whatever conglomerate he's working with, that if it goes against what they're you know expounding or preaching, you know to their employees, oh yeah, he's it's not going to fly very well. He is off duty. Uh, what what I would call off duty. I was a cop, so I call uh-huh. it off duty. Right. He's not working as a doctor when he's in the pulpit, and they cannot right. tell him what he can say or cannot say from the pulpit. That, that's an attack upon his freedom of speech and his freedom of religion. Mm-hmm. So these, these hospital administrators, the problem is they got a little bit of power yeah. when this whole um, fake-demic hit, and it went to their head. Mm. And now they think they're all powerful. They all think they're Alexander the Great or something, or Genghis Khan. I don't know. They, yeah. they just, they, you know, they 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 got a little bit of power and it went straight to their head. Mm-hmm. And now they think they can tell everybody, everywhere, anywhere, at any time, what they can and cannot do. It's stupid. Yeah, these administrators sure they need to be put in check. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what they did in the UK. They put these people in check. They said, "Hey, you think you're all that? You know what?" You've got we're we're doing an invest we're investigating you for attempted murder. How's that one? Mm. You think they were shaking in their boots then? You think they were shocked? <laughs> right. I think there was some shock going on. You know, yeah. like what? Why? Well, because you know malpractice. You're killing people. Yeah, absolutely. Ramdesivir and uh, sticking a tube down somebody's throat is not going to cure them of COVID. It's not going to save them from COVID. It's going to kill them. Yeah. And yet protocols. Uh, well, we're following hospital protocols. Uh, get, well, who did the protocols? Well, the administrator. Mm-hmm. Well, who's the administrator? Most administrators, brother, in hospitals are not doctors. They're businessmen. Mm-hmm. They're doing protocols instead of the doctors. They're telling these doctors, here's what you're going to do. 
That's malpractice. They're yeah. not doctors, most of them. They're businessmen. What does a businessman know about medicine? And yet, if the doctors don't go along with the program, they get fired. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. These doctors need to stand up and walk out and go, you know what? We're all leaving unless you start letting us be doctors again. They don't. They won't let them be doctors anymore. It's it's ridiculous what has happened to healthcare. It, it, COVID has ruined our healthcare system yeah. because some administrators and some uh, bureaucrats and the government decided they wanted to be doggone uh, Nero. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? Right. They want to be Caesar. They want to be Pharaoh or whatever. They want to be the big, big man on campus or the big woman on campus. I'm sorry, but they ain't working. It's backfiring on you. The boomerang's hitting you guys upside the head mm. and it ain't going to, it's going to hurt when it hits. Yep. Because everything's changing now, brother. 2022 is going to be a big reveal year. Mm -hmm. We're already right. getting a lot of reveal. A lot of people being being charged with corruption. A lot of corruption's coming out. Arizona's about to blow this whole thing up, this whole election thing. Um, I understand. Let's see, there's who else is involved? Wisconsin, Georgia, mm -hmm. um, North Carolina's had some things going on where they've they've fought against some of this election fraud. Uh, I mean, states around the country are starting to rise up and say, not again. Never yeah. again are we going to do this. Never again are we going to let foreign influence into our election. Never again. Look at Virginia. What's Virginia doing? Man, they're tearing it up. Mm -hmm. That new governor of theirs, he's ripping that place apart, man. He's People being indicted. <laughs> <laughs> every, every time I read something about him, I'm going, yep, I agree with that. <laughs> yeah, like, yep, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this guy's he's, he's not he's not joking around. And and Virginia is going to have they're going to have some good elections. People are going back to some states are going back to paper ballots. They're putting all these protocols in to make sure nobody cheats. And when the, these guys come in and they try to to do any cheating now, there's mm -hmm. like 100 Republicans standing there going, looking over their shoulder going, uh, no, you ain't doing that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they got so many volunteers now. I mean, it's incredible. And then Denesta Souza and his, his documentary, did you hear about that? No, I did not. 2,000 Mules is the name of his new documentary. And guess what? Oh, okay. You, you know what the mules are? What are the mules? They caught 2,000 people putting multiple ballots that were uh, pre-loaded for mm. a particular candidate. Okay. By, uh, Biden. Um, into drop boxes. And they were taking snapping pictures of these ballots before they put them in. You know why, brother? Why? They get they got paid per ballot. What? <laughs> got paid per ballot. So I took pictures of them and then uh, to prove that they filled out those ballots, put them in the boxes, and then um, they went and got their check for cheating in that in the election in 2020 all across the country. They've caught 2,000 of them on camera. Mm. 2000 surveillance uh, they've got, they had surveillance cameras cell phones all kinds of things were catching these people and Denesta Souza put out a documentary he's it's getting ready to come out I can't wait to see it and it's got all of them in there and all, all of the corruption and he's going to expose it in this documentary 
all the you know, people, oh, there's no proof, no, there's no proof. There's no, just wait. The proof has been coming out all along, but just wait. This Nobody does it better than Nesta Souza when it comes to these documentaries. He is going to blow this thing wide open. He ruined Clinton. Mm-hmm. He did a documentary oh, yeah. on he did a documentary on Clinton and totally just totally destroyed her. She she's not recovered from it. <laughs> That's why they went after him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so I mean, folks, I mean the good news is just coming fast and furious and it's overwhelming. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on. Let me see. What else we got? I got a newsletter from um here in my email from uh, uh, what's her name, Sydney Powell. Mm. You know Sydney Powell, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What is Sydney Powell saying? Yep. She's talking about the two thousand mules in this newsletter. She says, oh, really? "Okay, <clears throat> yeah." Quote from the trailer: "We tracked two thousand mules making multiple ballot drops, leaving no fingerprints, snapping photos to get paid, a coordinated ring of illegal vote harvesting in all the key states where the election was decided." Mm. Guess who's talking about decertifying Arizona? There was another state that was saying they were going to decertify or pushing for it. I think it was Wisconsin. Oh, and they and there's some judges came out and said, uh, by the way, the use of those drop boxes and stuff, that was all illegal. So any ballot that went in there, it's illegal. You can't use it in the election. <laughs> this thing's about to reverse. Uh, they want to go after Biden and impeach him. They might use the 25th Amendment. I don't know. Mm, anyway. Interesting. Uh Here's one. When you think of uh, vote fraud, Texas may not be the first state to come to mind. A group of 100 citizens in Tarrant County, Fort Worth area, that'd be Dallas, Fort Worth, Mm -hmm. have done an incredible presentation on the cheating that that occurred in their area. Just this should be a blueprint for every country in the USA. Note from Sydney, every concerned citizen must rise up now, bird dog their county commissioners and election officials, and demand paper ballots, hand counted, and civil and citizen voter identification. We will not have an election we can trust until we have those three things. Our elections must be completely transparent. The rule of law depends upon it. Indeed, the republic depends on it. Now, Torrent County. Nonpartisan election watchdog group presents appalling fraud findings, and there's a video attached to it. Um, election fraud in one county affects every citizen in our country. We hold our elected officials accountable through our voice and vote. So if you can volunteer, folks, to be a poll watcher, if you can volunteer in any any capacity you have, any expertise you have to volunteer and go help out in this com- upcoming midterm election, it's vital that uh, that that happened. Uh, they talked about the, the hundreds of ways that Democrats cheat to win elections. Uh, please note that Dominion at the center of this story is not the company with the voting machine. So, uh, but Dominion Energy in Virginia, yes, the public utility Virginians pay to provide their energy entered into an agreement with a left-wing political pact and funded it to run a smear campaign on the current Governor Youngkin. That's in Virginia. And Youngkin's doing a great job. 
quote, in a letter to Robert Spillman Jr., the lead independent director serving on Dominion Energy's board, the National Legal and Policy Center asked for an investigation of the company's intervention in the 2021 Virginia gubernatorial election through a false flag political advertising campaign sponsored by the so-called Accountability Virginia PAC. Mm-hmm. Spillman is chairman, president, and chief executive officer. Three titles, brother. Three. three. <laughs> of Bassett Furniture Industries. Ah, yeah, that's a, that's an empire. Incorporated, a furniture manufacturer and distributor. By the way, North, uh, no, I mean, uh, North Carolina is a big furniture state, by the way. Can't wait to get mine. Uh, according to <laughs> Paul Chester, the director of NLPC's Corporate Integrity Project, quote, Dominion has yet come as yet to come clean on its role in the advertising campaign directed against new governor Glenn Youngkin. It is time for an investigation by the board of directors into management's role in this fiasco. Dominion cannot be good be a good corporate citizen while at the same time sponsoring dirty tricks in debasing Virginia's political system. Shareholders are entitled to the facts about what really happened. What happened? What really happened? Right. So, uh, and then uh, let's see what else we got. A judge may release bombshell report on Dominion voting machines in Georgia. Aha, they're in trouble. Watch this. A federal judge is being urged to release a report that, despite the secrecy surrounding it, appears to indicate that there are potential flaws in the voting vo- uh, Dominion voting systems equipment used in Georgia. Well, the public deserves to know the context of J. Alex Halderman's claims and his testimony regarding the 2020 election. Georgia Secretary of State, guess who? Brad mm. Raffensperger said <laughs> last week in calling for the document to be released, the Washington Examiner reported, quote, Georgia voters fi- face a, let me try this again, Bo- Georgia voters face an extreme risk that ballot marketing, ballot marketing device, a, let me try this again, ballot marking device. We'll say it again, ballot marking device so that we get it right. Okay. Georgia voters face an extreme risk that ballot marking device based attacks could manipulate their individual votes and alter election outcomes. Halderman, a University of Michigan computer science professor, uh, he don't know anything about, about math or anything, so we shouldn't listen to him, right? I said about the said about the report last year, according to the Daily Beast. Yeah, he knows a lot about math, folks. Uh, In its reporting, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution has indicated that the report, completed last year, describes how someone could hack the system to change votes without saying whether or not this was ever accomplished. Hatterman, exploring the world of possibilities, said malicious software could be installed on voter voting touchscreens to change votes from one candidate to another. We heard about that earlier in the year. Votes could also be altered through QR codes used by scanners, he said, without indicating that this had been done. The report is part of of a lawsuit, brother, that Mm -hmm. seeks to change Georgia's system of voting. More importantly, it is a piece of wider discussion about potential election fraud in the 2020 presidential election. These folks are going down. They are all going to go down, brother. They're all going down. And uh, uh, Sydney had a lot to say in this, but uh, yeah, they are going down. By the way, there's there's analysis of 24 studies that concluded that lockdowns had little to no public effect. That's from the Epoch Times. (laughs) I mean, the the whole system, the whole 
fake demic, pandemic, scam demic, pandemic, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> whatever demic, you know, whatever demic you want to say, the whole thing is coming down. It's crumbling down. There's a bunch of leaks in the dam, and the dam's about to break. Yep. Yep. Not only that, but they're infiltrated by the Chinese Communist Party. Did you know that, brother? Mm. Yeah. Tell me more. Tell me now, more. People, don't go out after I do this report and start picking on Chinese people, okay? There's a <laughs> lot of good ones. Don't, don't, don't start messing with them, okay? You got to know who you're messing with. I mean, they don't like Kung Fu and stuff. So anyway... <laughs> A bunch of Jackie Chan's out there, Bruce Lee, you know. Anyway, uh, Lawrence Sellen identifies Chinese science mole at the highest level of the National Institutes of Health. I, I'll say that again, so in case anybody missed it, I'll slow down this time. Lawrence Sellen identifies Chinese science mole at the highest level of the National Institutes of Health. Now, what is the National Institutes of Health, brother? What is that thing? A institute that is national unhealth. <laughs> Dr. Francis Collins, does that ring a bell? Uh, yes, he does. Uh, the name does, but I can't remember exactly what for. He's a scientist that headed up the National Institutes of Health, resigned. Not long oh, ago. that's right. He's the one that resigned. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he was also claimed to be a Christian, wrote some a few books on. That's right. He wrote yeah. one on about the. Uh, the project that they did, uh, I can't remember what the project's called, but it's a gene uh, where they mapped out the uh, genes of the body. Mm-hmm. Um, I usually have that right on the tip of my tongue. I can't think of it now. Anyway, uh, guess who else was is in the NIH as a uh, subsidiary of the national, can't remember all the acronym, but uh, it has to do with uh, infectious diseases, which is a subsidiary or a uh, a subset of the NIH. Guess who headed that one up and is still there? Oh, I have no idea. Uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci, ladies ah, and gentlemen. You know what's funny? The funny thing. <laughs> I'm thinking, uh, Dr. Fauci, I'm sure. But then I was like, no, I don't really know. And then you said, Dr. Anthony Fauci. I was like, I should have gone with that. <laughs> wow. Anyway, yeah. So here's the, here's the story. The secretive secretive career of a Chinese science mole at the highest level of the National Institutes of Health, the U.S. medical research laboratories, are little more than Chinese colonies, extensions of China's refused military-civilian research programs and fully funded by the U.S. taxpayers. Well, how about those apples? Chinese Uh, scientists working in the United States, many of whom have become U.S. citizens, have remained loyal, loyal, brother, loyal to the Chinese to the Chinese Communist Party, dun, 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 and are actively collaborating with their counterparts in China, including the People's Liberation Army. Now, tell me, that's not a problem. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Between 2009 and 2020, Dr. Xinjiang Shan, I'll call him Sean, Chen, worked at the National Institutes of Health. Eventually, Rising to become chief of the Laboratory of Molecular Imaging and Nanomedicine, LOMEN for short, at the National Institute of Biomedical Imaging and Bioengineering, uh, NIBIB for North for short. <laughs> I can't, believe I, can't believe I said all that without twisting my tongue. Anyway, anyway during the entire period, uh, Chen, I'll just call him Chen because his first name is kind of weird. Anyway, it's hard to, hard to pronounce. 
Shenzhen, I think Shen is the pronunciation, Shen. was in the United States while he was being paid a high salary by the U.S. government and received in excess of, you ready for this figure, brother? Give it to me. Give it to me. First number is a three. Second number is an eight. And the word behind it is million. <laughs> Jeez. $38 million in NIH research funding. Chen maintained a secretive parallel career working for China's People's Liberation Army. Mm. I guess he wasn't up for, I guess he didn't finish his enlistment. <laughs> I guess not. Eh? <laughs> and establishing a mirror image of his NIH research activities at Ximin University in China. Mm. I think we have a problem. In violation of U.S. government. Yeah, just That's a little, a little yeah, problem. Just a little, yeah. yeah. I, I saw that. I saw that, brother. In violation <laughs> of <laughs> in violation of US government protocol, if not US law. Oh boy. First name, Chen failed to report. Oh, no. Yeah, I didn't want to pronounce the first name. Xinjiang, I guess, is what I'm butchering that name, I'm sure. Chen yeah, failed yeah. to report his over 10-year extensive research collaboration with China's liberation. Army. Uh, just a little oversight there. You know, just, oh, I kind of forgot. Oh, I'm supposed to do that? Oh, I forgot. Okay. We're, we're, I guess I can fill out the paperwork. You want to fill out the paperwork? Yeah, yeah I know, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Blow our fuse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is there a problem with that? <laughs> Blow, <laughs> Blow our few examples of the many scientific research articles published by Xinjiang's Chen. <laughs> I'm doing my best, bro. I'm doing my best. Together with, <laughs> oh together, <laughs> together with China's People's Liberation Army. I can say that. While he was employed by NIH, quote, the 2011 article, PET of Insulinoma, using 18F-FBEM-EM3106B, Jeez, I'm having flashbacks of the Navy. Uh, a new GLP-1 analog co-authored by Xinjiang Chen and the People's Liberation Army's 4th Military Medical University at Xi'an, China. Research supported by the Intramural Research Program, IRP, of the National Institute of Biomedical Imaging and Bioengineering, NIBIB, in National Institutes of Health. Mm. Translation. He was uh, funneling information to Chinese University and Research Center. <laughs> Man. You know what's funny? A lot of the stuff you're talking about and bringing up and the names, they ring a bell because there is a, I think it's like a documentary that came out uh, that it's called, I think it said, What Really Happened You know, at the Wuhan Lab. Right. And and it's, you know, people that left the lab and started talking about what really happened. And, and some of these names are making sense because there was a lot of people that were talking about, you know, the ins and outs about the Wuhan lab, you know, when this whole thing started with the, uh, you know, um, the COVID-19, you know, uh, leaving the lab and how things were covered up and, uh, um, but yeah, so they go into detail as far as when we knew about the the COVID nineteen uh, um, virus, and this goes, I think it was six to eight months prior to March when they decided to start shutting everything down. It was at the um, right. they were holding some games right in China. 
Right. Oh, the military games. That's military what they were holding. And yeah, that's when it all started. And they blamed the U.S. military. And they blamed the U.S. military. Yeah. So they go into detail as to exactly what happened during that time that led to, you know, the Wuhan lab pretty much. And, and, uh, and even Trump, they interviewed Trump and he thinks he didn't put all the blame as to they did it on purpose. But he goes, but it seemed like they did it on purpose. But maybe it was a mistake. Somebody made a mistake and, you know, accidentally let it out. I said, but the cover up is the problem. Not so much that it got out. Right. It is the problem is a cover up. Right. And the next next paragraph is going to speak of the, the cover up. Oh, there we go. A good lead in. Uh, and that's all very interesting. Uh, the 2013 article, non-invasive visualization of microRNA-16 in the chemo-resistance of gastric cancer using a dual reporter gene imaging system co-authored by Jinjing Chen and the People's Liberation Army's 4th Military Medical University in Xi'an, China, quote, does not appear in the NIH publication record of Xinjiang Chen. Mm. Cover up. Cover up. He failed to disclose. Wow. So in a 2016 article, Multimodal Imaging Guided Career Phototherapy, uh, this is technical, folks, but I got to get through it to uh, get to the conclusion, which is a bomb buster. Um, phototherapy by versatile bio, ah, bio, I found a word I can't do, biomimetic, uh, theranostics. Oh, my goodness, I hate science talk. Oh, hurt yourself. <laughs> <laughs> let me just give it the bottom line, okay, because this is going to, people will be falling asleep. Uh, mm. Anyway, none of that appears in the NIH publication record either. There's another one that doesn't appear. I mean, there's like three things here that don't appear, and it's all technical, heavy technical talk. Mm. So anyway, the, the conclusion, actually, there's four. Jeez, there's four things he failed to disclose that they are funneling four. stuff wow. over to, to, to China. So here's the, uh, here's the conclusion, and the conclusion is priceless. I'll just jump right on that. All right. U.S. medical research programs were massively infiltrated by Chinese Communist Party and People's Liberation Army scientists who immigrated to the United States over the last 30 years and now are in positions of responsibility in every major American university and U.S. government laboratories, including those of the Department of Defense. Mm. Boom. Wow. That's huge. We've been saying that uh, China took over Washington. China, uh, the Chinese Communist Party took over Washington, not the Chinese people, but the Chinese Party took over Washington. And I've been saying they've been coming through our universities and infiltrating the country. Uh, I don't can tell you how many uh, Chinese uh, students I saw at UCSD when I was working there. Mm -hmm. I mean, there was a ton, a ton of them. Uh, I'd pass by one guy because uh, I, I handled the uh, housing issues out there. Uh, I enforced housing rules and things like that. Worked for the housing department, the police department at the university uh, to take care of that. And I, you know, at night I'd go check. We would check units, and I go by, and there'd be one Chinese guy out there doing jump roping like he was, you know, like he was a Golden Glove boxer. Mm. It is solid, you know. And I go, man, that looks like Chinese military. 
<laughs> and I was always suspicious of him, you know. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's just, uh, I mean, it was just, it was just, mass, just a mass flood of uh, Chinese students at UCSD. Mm. And they do, they funnel through the university. Now, that doesn't mean that they're all bad folks. Uh, there's, there's some of them grew up here. Uh, there, I mean, I've, I've met a lot of really, really good people in the Chinese community in, in Southern California. So don't, don't go start accusing everybody. Okay. But there is an infiltration going on and, and it is a fact, it is a, a big problem that we have to deal with. So let's hurry up and get somebody back in the office. Maybe Trump, I don't know who, but uh, somebody back in the office, that can fix this problem. <clears throat> Good stuff, bro. Get, wow. get those midterms going and, and just totally take over Congress. Yeah, I mean, we got what twenty? We're in twenty twenty two. We got a couple more years, you know. Yeah, we do. We do. So you know, if we want change, if we want you know just a different leader, man, people need to uh, start uh, uh, you know pushing their voice and start uh, calling for better. Because yeah, the way we're heading, brother, whew, mm-hmm. it's gonna be rough. <laughs> yeah, it can be, can be. I want to put the icing on the cake, though. See if I can get this uh, to get this. Oh, here we are. So now there's a um, there's a lady we're, uh, running for governor of Arizona. Okay, mm-hmm. Carrie Lake for Arizona. Now the media just won't learn their lesson. There's a, this is out off of Twitter, and this is a video. I'm going to play okay. it. For you. It's very short, but it says uh, she uh, she tweeted this out. This candidate. She says, the media just won't learn their lesson. They continue to try and stump me, but I know their game better than they do. I think she was a former reporter. Mm. Uh, I did an interview with ABC. Uh, will they con- include this portion of it in their piece? Won't, why won't they just do their job and report the truth? So here, here we come. Get this going. Do you think... Joe Biden is the current president. He's obviously sitting in the White House. Do you think he's the president? I'm asking you, but I'm just wondering, do you think if do you think that if the 2020 election was stolen, is Joe Biden the president? Do you think the election was stolen? I I have no comment. <laughs> do you think that Joe Biden garnered 81 million votes? Do you think the elections were fair? The problem is that the American people don't have all the answers because the media is part of the problem. Media is not reporting it. Media has never reported our forensic audit fairly. They're not reporting what's happening in Georgia. They're not reporting on these ballot traffickers that are being paid to drop off ballots. Media is doing a huge disservice to this country. And the people aren't getting the full story. But eventually, I do think they will. And the media, whose numbers are dropping, dropping like a rock, are going to continue to drop. And pretty soon, nobody will be watching because the media has turned their back on the people of America and not been honest. ABC News, CNN, MSNBC spent more than three years lying to the American people, saying that Russia colluded with Donald J. Trump to steal an election in 2016. And they knew that was false. They knew they were peddling lies and they did nothing to stop it. It was a complete hoax and it was a lie. And now they're doing the opposite. We have evidence of corruption in our election and they refuse to cover it. They refuse to be honest with the people of this country. It is disgusting what the media has done. 
And uh, I think their days are numbered when it comes to uh, surviving all of this. The business, when you're lying to the people and you're in media, it's a bad business model. Well, thank wow. you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't bad think there's much model. more to add to that. It's pretty clear. I mean, you either extremely ignorant to uh, say that, no, that this is not true. I mean, it's pretty obvious. I mean, right? Right. So, uh, yeah, no, I agree with it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, they're doing exactly the complete opposite of what they were doing in 2016 when it came to disliking, getting rid of Trump. And yeah. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, could, I guess we could go on and on and on. How, how much time do we have? Uh, we got a few minutes, brother. A few minutes. Okay. Well, we'll just shut, we'll just uh, do our final thoughts. I have a, one here out of the Republic brief. It says Madison Cawthorn reveals regime's January 6th plot to crush MAGA. Uh, that whole thing was fake. And mm. that's coming out now, too. The whole January 6th thing was a total setup. Yeah. And government was involved. In uh, in that evil act of uh, opening up the doors, letting these folks in, and then turning around and accusing them of crimes they did not commit, mm-hmm. um, we know that um, there were plainclothes government operators, some of them law enforcement, in the crowds that were egging them on, trying to get them into the Capitol building so they could set this whole fiasco up, and. Uh, <clears throat> And uh, now they've got people sitting in jail in Washington, D.C. on crimes that they didn't commit. And they are—they did the whole thing to, um, to sidetrack the attempt to, uh, to not certify the election on January the 6th. Mm. And, of course, uh, in their eyes it worked. But then again, there might be a bigger trap that's starting to come out now that, that they got caught. As Trump might have been trapping them the whole time and purposely allowed that to happen so that all of this stuff that's coming out now, all of this corruption that they had been hiding for so many years, all of this evil that they had been committing is starting to come out to the, to the public in the open. And guess what? Mm. They did not trap us. We trapped them. And we caught them in the corruption. And uh, Trump said at one point, we caught them. We caught them all. And, you know, so I'm thinking there's a bigger trap here. And it's not us that's in the trap. It's them. The whole thing was an illusion Mm. uh, that they thought they were winning. And they're not. Their corruption is coming back to bite them. And folks, look, Deuteronomy 6, God told Israel. You do, you follow my principles, my precepts, I'll bless you. You rebel against my principles, my precepts, I'll curse you. The people that have been doing this for so many years, that have been <clears throat> been uh, so corrupt in our government, guess what? God's exposing them, and God is going to bring them down to their knees. The humble will be exalted, and the exalted will be humbled. Awesome. That's great, bro. You cannot have said it any better. The word of God, that's true. <laughs> that's exactly uh, exactly what we should be thinking about a lot. 
I mean, the word of God, I mean, there's reason why we have uh, uh, church history. We have history, you know, and it's evidence that uh, the folly of man continues to repeat itself over and over and over. Yes, it does. And uh, they never learned their lesson. <clears throat> nope. God's nope. in the business of bringing down cabals. He brought down the Tower of Babel when Nimrod was trying to build it up. And there's yeah. a whole lot to that. I mean, let us make us a name. What Nimrod said, when, hey, let's go make us a name. Let's make us an authority. The name, the word name there, Shem, means authority. Let's make us an authority that is separate from God, that we don't recognize God. We become the highest authority, not God. We overthrow God with our higher authority, and we set up our own um our own society, our own government, our own way of conducting business, however we want to do it. And we don't care what God says that that was the Tower of Babel. Mm -hmm. And they were, they were worshiped the creation rather than the creator. They were, they worshiped Venus, the, the planet. That's why they had an observatory up on top of that tower. They had a temple up there to the goddess of fertility, which was Simarada, but basically, which was the wife of Nimrod. Nimrod became known as the sun god, and that was Baal and Moloch and all of that. Simiramis was Isis, Ishtar, Ashtaroth, Diana. I mean, you name it, the, the sun goddess, goddess of fertility. And that was the cult throughout history. And they sacrificed children, abortion. They drank the blood of, of children. We hear about uh, adrenochrome today, where people in their secret elite societies, in their uh, at the, the top world bankers and all these top politicians involved in that kind of stuff. It's sickening. But it goes back to the old cult of Moloch. And guess what was on Epstein's Island? A big, huge statue of Moloch. Mm. And uh, there's other places around the world where they've set these things up and ha have their little secret meeting places. One of them's in California, brother. Mm. And uh, <clears throat> and the thing is, is that uh, these people are pure evil, and they're not. A guy was not going to let them get away with it forever. He was going to bring that cabal down. He's brought down cabals throughout history. He lets them live for a little while. He uses them for his purpose to reveal. Evil. It's not until you hit bottom that you repent, that you humble yourself before God. We have to hit bottom. We've, we're hitting bottom, and people are repenting. And here's the thing. Uh, evil has to be exposed to us up close and personal, so heinous, so evil, so horrible, so sickening that it makes us face our own evil, our own sin, our own iniquity. And we come face to face with a mirror that says, you're a sinner in need of a savior. Instead of reacting with self-righteousness, I'm better than them. We should be reacting with, oh my, look how horrible that is. And look what's in my own heart. Mm. I need to repent and believe on Christ. That's where we're heading. Beautifully said, brother. Beautifully said. Folks, we can add more to that. Uh, what a blessing is to live as Christian, 
what a privilege it is to have the benefits uh, of a holy God. And uh, while we suffer and go through this life dealing with the sin of the world, the sin of man, live in the hope and the security of Jesus Christ and the price paid on the cross and look towards eternity when one day we're going to be there before the Lord. Good stuff, bro. Amen, brother. And the church will be triumphant. Triumphant, brother. Victorious. will not win. We don't need a rescue. The church will be triumphant. Amen. Brother, close us out with that. All right, folks. Close out another podcast. Hope hope to see you the next one. Uh, we hope this is a blessing to you. Remember, keep your mind sharp and heart pure. We'll see you next podcast. And we'll catch you on the flip side. You have been listening to the Vortex Apologetic Podcast. Hey there, ladies and gentlemen. We want to thank you for tuning in listen to the Vortex Apologetic Podcast. It's a blessing to have you. We hope that you continue to enjoy the future episodes and to tune in and share away with others that might be interested. Uh, We wanted to thank our families for supporting us, especially our wives that uh, they put up with us. They allow us to have time to study and spend time uh, in the Word of God and uh, in return they help us as well and they keep us blessing to have them in our lives so we want to especially thank them i uh, also want to just thank uh, our church uh friends and uh, the men's study that we have that we continue to encourage, be encouraged about i uh, want to thank all these people because they support us and pray for us and uh, it's a blessing to have them in our life other than that i hope you continue to enjoy the vortex apologetic podcast that uh, we will talk to you soon more episodes to come your way other than that i'm out We're out. God bless you. 